Hi there and welcome. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism and I am your host, Karen Thomas. And we're coming to you live from the Global BBM Network and TuneIn Radio. And if you have tuned in with us before, which I hope you have, we're here weekly, every week, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. And uh, as many of you have heard my story, I have I was told that my son could not recover from his symptoms of autism and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies. But my holistic background as a craniosacral therapist and, and more showed me that the brain could recover if it was given the right support that it needed. And so I began my own research. And now it's been almost 13 years since that day of his uh, diagnosis. Today, he is fully recovered. So what I do, I've made it a mission to share what I have found in my research and uh, and I truly wish to help other parents on their journey with their child to recover from autism. And recovery means to regain health. So it is a matter of getting better physically, behaviorally, everything that that we can do for them. And everybody's level is different, but they can get better. And so I'd like to share resources with you here to do so. And we very often will be uh, interviewing, I will be interviewing uh, special guests, experts on various types of subjects. And today is a show I am so glad you're here for because you do not want to miss. If you were with us in episode two, I had Dr. Jody DeShore with us where we talked about uh, the comorbid symptoms of autism. Now, these are the co-infections that are very commonly missed. It's beyond healing the gut and regular detoxification processes. There are comorbid symptoms. Today's subject uh, is going to, we're going to take what we did in episode two and kind of talk about the, all of them a little bit. And today we're going to focus on one of them and go dive deeper into that. So today's subject is on mold biotoxins. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of background for Dr. Deshore because some of you might not have been with us for episode two. Dr. DeShore is an internationally recognized pioneer clinician in the all-natural plant-based treatment of autism, Lyme disease, mold biotoxin illness, PANS and PANDAS, nutrigenomics, and autoimmune illnesses. She works with children and adults in over 27 countries around the world. Dr. DeShore is a board-certified doctor of occupational therapy neurology with a postdoctoral specialization in neurosensory. She is board-certified as a holistic health practitioner and board-certified in integrative pediatrics. Her past training abroad includes specialization in pediatric neurology and multiple naturopathic disciplines in Bombay, UK, and the USA. Dr. DeShore is currently pursuing her PhD in board certification in integrative medicine with a special interest in quantum physics and Dr. Shore is the founder uh, and director of BioNexus Health Clinic in Marlboro, New Jersey, a center dedicated to plant-based and all natural treatment methods. So just to give a quick uh, uh, little caveat here, everything that we talk about in this episode, I'm going to link to, in fact, I've, I've got a Lyme and Mold resource guide at naturallyrecovering.com forward slash mold for you. Um, but uh, if you can go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com because... Uh, and the podcast page for comorbid symptoms or mold, you can type those in and and get the links because I want to make sure that you have everything you need and and it will include Dr. Deshore's uh, uh, website and resources to reach her. So, thank you for being here, Dr. Deshore. Are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me. 
Oh, thank you so much for being here. I, I greatly appreciate it. We we talked before about um, you know about all of the comorbid symptoms, including mold and Lyme and pans and strep, all of these other issues. But um, we we spoke about autism and Lyme last time. But then it, it's also common and and uh, that with an initial good response with many of the children, they may become plateaued and parents are thinking, well, what have I missed? I've been doing what I think is everything I'm supposed to. So, you know, what's the most common reason? And what you have found is that it's been mold exposure and the biotoxin illness, which comes so much from the inflammation that, that causes us as a huge missing link. Uh, so can you go ahead and give us some more background on that? Yes, that is uh, that is indeed correct, Karen. There are so once we have gone as deep as to look at tick-borne infections uh, that includes Lyme disease, Bartonella babesia. Then we we've looked at viruses, we've looked at mycoplasmas, we've looked at intestinal parasites, and all of these have been treated um, along with the all-natural treatment for autism. I will still have a a certain percentage of patients that are not moving forward at the pace that one would expect them to move forward. And that is when I start looking at uh, biotoxin exposure and mostly the single most identifiable biotoxin that I find is um, uh, mold toxins or mycotoxins. Many, many uh, people uh, that have children on the spectrum that come to me that reach this stage of plateauing after treating for infections, et cetera, uh, when, when we do a detailed history of how old is your house, has there been uh, any kind of flood in the basement, has there been an, any kind of leakage from the roof, has there been any kind of leakage within the house, with the air conditioning, with the HVAC, any sort of thing we often find that to be an important point. You know, many people have had flooded basements that have not been cleaned up for a couple days. Many have had floods with carpets in there where everything's been dried out, but the carpet hasn't been removed. Uh, There's so many different varying scenarios where mold comes into into the picture and Based on the absolutely brilliant pioneering work of Dr. Richie Shoemaker of, uh, of Maryland, he's, he's the, uh, the, the world's first physician that has explored uh, the chronic inflammation that comes with a genetic susceptibility to mycotoxins. And you know, he has changed the lives of so many people, so many children, including my own family, uh, we saw a, a gain in 12 IQ points. We saw uh, complete obliteration of asthma. It was completely gone. We saw you know, multiple chemical sensitivities in myself and, um, and my son, who was by then, I would say, like 90% recovered from autism. But um, uh, we, we, had, we still had a little bit to go, and I wasn't sure like, what was going on at that point. Uh, and thankfully, um, I did dig in very, very deep and came across Dr. Shoemaker's research, and it, it's been it's been very helpful. It's been a complete game changer for not only my family but many families that um, that come to see me. Because, as you know, if you are living in in a moldy uh, quote unquote moldy environment, uh, 
everybody in the family is affected. The other thing, too, is some people don't realize that there might be mold exposure in their home they, because they can't see it. It might be inside the wall, but it's leaking into the room or in the ducts and the vents that they don't think they have exposure. Another find, place I really find it commonly is in schools. Schools are notoriously old buildings, and if they had any water damage that they even knew of in the past, they'll say, oh, we cleaned it up, you know, it's been taken care of. But that's not always the case. Those kids can often be affected. And um, so um, I, we need to take a short break and we're going to come right back and we're going to dive deep into uh, further onto this, uh, the subject of mold biotoxins. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism on the Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We'll be right Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And we have Dr. Jody DeShore with us today, and we're talking about the mold biotoxin illnesses. And this is something that can affect, actually, the, the percentage numbers up to 28% of the population. This is a little bit different than your general allergy. And so, uh, Dr. DeShore, would you elaborate on you know what biotoxins are and are is you know who's affected by them and and maybe some people are affected more than others well yes that is correct karen what happens is um, research shows us that in the general population one in four people or approximately between 24 and 27 percent of um, of the general population have um, have a genetic makeup where they are genetically susceptible uh, people are unable to naturally detoxify themselves of uh, toxins, especially mycotoxins. So what happens is uh, their body is unable to recognize mold toxins as invaders. The, uh, the, the, so these biotoxins, they sit and wait for a trigger. Now, for children that are already neurologically compromised, as in, uh, as in children with autism, that itself could be a trigger. And when they are introduced to mold, that sets off a, a cascade of uh, inflammatory responses. So once a trigger is introduced, now for some children, it could be vaccine injury. For some children, it could be, uh, it could be the flu. It could be another viral infection. It could be emotional trauma, or it could just be you know, acute exposure, as you mentioned in school. Uh, schools, yes, over here, schools are uh, very old buildings. Most of them have flat roofs. Many have had leaks. You know, uh, it's, it's just uh, difficult for uh, people to understand that mold isn't just an allergy. Of course, many people do have mold allergies. So uh, what happens in these approximately 24% of, um, uh, of people is once a trigger is introduced, the result can be a variety of symptoms which can potentially become chronic and it can often mimic other diseases. You know, it can seem like asthma, it can seem like basic allergies. So a triggered genetic response more often than not develops into what is now known as a chronic inflammatory response syndrome. Uh, dash water damage building because that is the uh, most common way of getting this chronic inflammatory um, inflammatory response syndrome. And once once this cascade of uh, inflammation is uh, is set off, and uh, in 
in the next section, I believe you and I will be discussing uh, about the different stages of this illness. But just briefly to let you know that there can be uh, changes that happening uh, on brain MRI neuroquant in the brain, uh, central disruption in, uh, in different endocrine glands in, in the hypothalamus in the brain. There is a multiple enzyme inhibition that can happen. There are various metabolic changes. There are various neuropsychiatric uh, symptoms that can, um, that can appear. There can be also uh, what is seen is um, certain neurotransmitters uh, are depleted. There is hormonal imbalance. There is an overgrowth of staph bacteria in the sinuses, uh, and there is biofilm issue. Uh, there can be inflammation in the lungs. So there is this entire cascade of events that is uh, set off. Um, you know, it's kind of important to understand here about uh, a little bit about the immune system. So now the immune system, one needs to understand that there is the innate immunity and then there is the acquired immunity. Uh, people are more familiar with the acquired immune system. You know how they say that once, once you get chickenpox, then your immune system learns uh, and then you don't get it again? Uh, right. That is, right. So that is your acquired, acquired immunity, which is able to learn, which has different kinds of cells. Uh, it, has, it has a slower specific response to different specific microbes. Uh, but that is not what we are looking at because the acquired immunity is what is involved with your basic allergies, you know, your, your histamine-related responses, your allergies to pollen, et cetera. What we are looking at when there is a genetic susceptibility for mycotoxins is your innate or your factory-installed immune system. Now, the innate immune system is extremely protective, and it goes from zero to 60 in seconds, as soon as it detects any invading microbe um, uh, and any pathogen or any kind of a toxin, it just sets off a cascade of events which can ultimately lead to chronic inflammation if it is not stopped. And most people with a genetic deficiency are obviously unable to stop that cascade of inflammation um, so that is the difference. Many people uh, find this to be the most important thing that they don't understand is that, you know what, I mean, I understand that I have mold allergies, there's mold everywhere. Why do I have to be so worried about, about indoor mold? And the one other thing to understand is that outdoor mold uh, is different from indoor mold because outdoors there is competition between the molds. So one or two or maybe three or four harmful molds that are severely harmful to the human nervous system don't overgrow. Whereas indoors, most people, like, you know, uh, the, the highest kind of a problem that I've found is in houses that are super insulated, either because they are in a, a very cold climate or they are in a, in a really warm climate. You know, there is a lot of insulation, the houses are completely closed off, they're made of wood. Uh, even if the house is, house is not made of wood, if it is not venting, if the house, the building is not breathing, building structure, then that is where mold overgrowth can happen.
that that's what um, we've been seeing. In fact, we have uh, we have several patients in in the middle of the desert in uh, in the Middle East, in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai, and the mold issues have been caused uh, by humidity and by numerous window air conditioning units that they have. You know, it, it's it's. Um, uh, one other lesser known fact that the window air conditioning units uh, can get incredibly moldy. Window air conditioning much more than the the vents, like like uh, oh, um, what am I think? Oh, all right, we're going to have to cut for a quick break. We're gonna we're gonna catch up with this when we come back uh, and let you know a little bit more about how to protect your child and make sure that your home and the places that you are uh, your child is. Um, is exposed to our safe forum. This is uh, Naturally Recovering Autism, Bold Brain Media. We'll be right back. Hi there and welcome back. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And today's subject is on mold, biotoxin illnesses, and autism. And we have Dr. Jody DeShore with us. And before the break, we were talking about various places that exposure can happen, and they can be very unlikely places, including very dry areas of the desert uh, because you might have a very um, well-insulated home. There might be humidity and air conditioning units, et cetera. So um, why don't we uh, continue on with that? And then also uh, maybe Dr. DeShore talk about the, you know, there's some various stages to look for in a child as well. And I do know, I want to mention that you have said since um, since you, you found mold exposure being an issue with autism in 2016, that 100% of autistic children in your practice not responding well to Lyme treatment have been positive for mold exposure. So that's really interesting too. What what might parents look for? And I'm assuming it's that these children are not, they're not responding to the other treatments. Yes, that is, that is quite true, Karen. In uh, 2016 was when we got a, a little bit of a breather from uh, from my son's recovery, you know, we we were on the right track, uh, and uh, I, I reached out to Autism One, uh, and they were kind enough to allow me to present. And yes, I, I was the first one to present about the autism and the mold biotoxin illness um, connection that I have been seeing. So many, uh, you know, as you know, us autism parents are one of, you know, we are very much research oriented. We we, we research, we search, trying to get, uh, trying to look at the best methodologies to help help our children. And many parents by that time were aware of Lyme disease, co-infections, viruses, and they were getting their children tested. Uh, however, you know, the mold was new, and th- this was something that that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. Um, that yes, uh, when you have a child that has been treated for all of these infections, and you still find them, you know. You, you, you as a parent have, have a mother's intuition and you feel that, you know, your, your child has so much more potential. It's just not there. There's a lot of inflammation in the body, mostly the brain. What is going on? What else can I do? Then I would really encourage you to, you know, look in the school, look, look at the ABA center, look, look in physical therapy, anywhere, of course, at home, anywhere your child is spending, um, two hours or more. Sometimes one and a half hours is more than enough to set off that, um, the, the zero to 60 response from the innate immune system that I, I mentioned in the previous segment. Um, one and a half hours is enough to start the um, numbers 
in your uh, which, which show up in your lab work, the, the numbers start increasing, like like a transforming growth factor beta one would be one, C4A would be something else we would look in labs. And uh, uh, in the last segment, we will be speaking about what labs to run. Um, you mentioned, you know, where to look for mold. My goodness, it's everywhere. I mean, I, I treat patients from 27 different countries now, from Asia, from India, to the Middle East, to Finland, to Scotland, Ireland, to Brazil. There is, it's everywhere. Um, you know, it could be leaky roofs. It could be leaking sprinkler systems. It could be uh, a, a landscaping backup due to freezing. It could just be high humidity. It could be uh, in, in India with the monsoons, you know, there is uh, a leakage of water through, uh, through the plaster-coated forest walls. Um, it could be underside of carpets, basements, attics, around sinks, shower tubs. You just have to be careful. I mean, it, it could be behind, uh, behind, the, uh, behind your drywall where it cannot be seen. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, there are so many different places that mold can hide without being seen. And mold doesn't always have to be black. That is another misconception people have. So by, uh, I would strongly encourage you to look for water damage. Don't specifically look for black mold. Look for water damage. Um, one important thing to keep in mind is, you know, some, some of the underlying, uh, no, <clears throat> what I found is, um, you know, as you know, I, I see patients of all ages, and what I've found is um, there's often underlying mold exposure and a resultant biotoxin illness is seen in, uh, in people of all ages who, who are um, diagnosed with chronic or post-Lyme uh, post disease, uh, autism spectrum disorders, uh, uh, sensory issues, IBS, uh, fibromyalgia, Bell's palsy, MS, lupus, uh, depression, loss of vision, chronic fatigue, multiple chemical sensitivity, uh, some kind of sensory neural deafness can also be associated with mold exposure and, uh, and also lots of learning disabilities can also be related. You know, ADD, ADHD, uh, if everything has been done to help the child and, and you're not seeing any lasting gains, please do look at, uh, look at any kind of uh, exposure to mold and water damage. Um, now, it's not only the mold, right? When the building is compromised with water damage, when, when the building has water, when the building has moisture, uh, there's obviously mycotoxins, which is mold toxins, but people don't know that it eventually, pretty quickly actually, becomes a toxic soup in a water damage building. There can be uh, bacteria, there, there can be various volatile organic compounds. You know, these, there are uh, lots of fancy names like gram-negative bacteria, gram-positive. Uh, there's chitinases, there's hemolysins, there is uh, coarse particulates, fine particulates, there's nano-sized toxins that, are, um, that all ultimately end up suppressing and dysregulating your immune system. And, uh, and almost everybody understands what happens when your own immune system is uh, off track. You know, if it becomes dysregulated or upregulated or suppressed, then it, it sets off a whole lot of other 
uh, chronic conditions to come into play. So that, that, that is something that uh, one needs to keep in mind. And we've got uh, the there's a genetic susceptibility that that is mm-hmm. often unknown that about 28 percent of the population lack the capacity to detox mycotoxins. So it's very much a hereditary issue as well. And then it's just how it expresses itself. We're going to take a quick break. This is Naturally Recovering Autism, and uh, we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're at the Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And today we are talking about mold biotoxin illnesses as uh, as expressed as autism or affecting those with autism. And we're running through the stages. Uh, I do want to be clear, too, because uh, for the listeners out there, we're probably wondering, how do I test my home? How do I test my child and how do I treat them? How do, what do I do about this? We definitely are going to get into that. So um, first we're going to just wrap up the stages. So you kind of have a little bit more knowledge, but um, not to worry, we will uh, get into that so that you have that information because it's very important. So Dr. Deshore, you just were talking about stage one, which is exposure. So what is the next stage? I know there are six stages um, of this mold biotoxin yeah. illness. Yes, and and also just so that people don't start panicking, this is not like uh, you know it's not at all like uh, like the, the the cancer stages you know it's stage four, nothing like that. It's it's just uh, it's marked into into a few stages just for understanding purposes. And of course, you know the, the higher the stage, the, the the deeper the exposure, but that's about it. So no no need to panic. Most of this is is uh, fully reversible, you know, Dr. Shoemaker has a, has a fantastic protocol, which is conventional. I have a, um, uh, I've developed a completely natural protocol and that has been working wonderfully as well. So there is, it's not something to panic or to be, you know, or to be terrified. It's just important to be thorough and to investigate just so that your family, uh, especially your uh, autistic child has had uh, every possible um, you know, every possible chance has, has been given to that child's body to recover. Because what happens, uh, as you mentioned, we already spoke kind of a little bit about stage one, is uh, just very briefly, just keep in mind that uh, in genetically susceptible people that don't have the immune response genes, um, right, these individuals, the biotoxins are not tagged as a toxin and they remain in the body indefinitely free to circulate and cause, uh, cause various effects. Um, biotoxins can be found or they bind to the receptors in almost every kind of cell in the body. Biotoxins are also directly, uh, can also directly affect nerve cell function, nerve cell function, the brain, the neurons. Now, uh, so that, that's your stage one, right? Now, in stage two, what happens is uh, the biotoxins have gone in, uh, gone in a little bit deeper, and they release a, a compound called as MMP9. Uh, it's, it's called as uh, matrix metalloproteinase 9. This compound increases inflammation in the body, especially in soft tissues. Uh, it also uh, causes increase inflammation in in the brain. It affects the hypothalamus in the brain. The hypothalamus regulates a lot of hormone function in the body. So we often find a lot of hormonal imbalances 
both in the females and in the males. Uh, there is increase in cytokines, which are products of inflammation in the body. So uh, symptoms like headaches, muscle aches, uh, unstable temperature, uh, difficulty focusing, difficulty concentrating. We, we also see things like uh, increase in lab numbers for clot formation and arterial blockage. There is often a false elevation in cholesterol. Um, I, I have a five-year-old, you know, skinny little thing, Karen. She's, she's a beautiful little girl. She's, uh, you know, very petite, and her cholesterol comes up as high. I mean, it's impossible. She's vegan. So, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, mom started panicking, and then I, I had to go through, uh, you know, we, we kind of looked for mold in her house, and they had um, one of the HVACs was in the attic, um, and the, the, the air conditioning coils had become moldy because the uh, AC had leaked, et cetera. So that, mm -hmm. that, that was, that's where it was hidden. And, of course, you know, it's in the HVAC, so it's coming in through the vents in the house. Right. That's the attic the, is a big culprit. No. Those, those pans leaking in the attic, um, yeah. that's really, really yeah. common. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then we, we can, um, you know, let's talk about uh, a little bit about um, age, uh, age. Uh, let's talk about stage three. Stage three, what happens is um, when there is, uh, here we see increased inflammation inside the capillaries, which, which start attracting the immune system, the white blood cells, and we see restricted blood flow and lower oxygen levels in the tissues. And one of the most important tissues that gets affected by low oxygen levels is your brain, is your eyes. Um, you know, we, we see reduced what is known as VEGF, or uh, 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 this is the vascular endothelial growth factor, which can lead to exhaustion, muscle cramps. Oh, it can mimic growing pains. You you can you feel shortness of breath, especially if you're climbing, uh, especially climbing upstairs. That would be your uh, stage three. Now, stage four, many people develop acute sensitivity to gluten. Many people develop uh, symptoms that mimic Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. Uh, many people develop uh, blood clotting issues. Uh, what the, the most devastating effect here is um, what is technically known as capillary hypoperfusion, which becomes more generalized. Uh, it, the, uh, the low oxygen levels become generalized throughout the body. That would be your uh, stage four. Now in stage five, uh, what happens is there is a reduction of melatonin, which, <clears throat> which results in obviously sleep problems. There is uh, severe pain as the natural endorphin production from the brain it becomes suppressed. There is increasing leaky gut issues. There is severe immune dysregulation. So you have a child, you know, who either never gets a fever or keeps getting sick constantly. Then um, at this stage, because the immune system becomes so compromised, it is possible to acquire... Um, a lot, lot of other infections, 
like for example, you know, you you would go to, go to a party, someone sneezes, and uh, you, you you come back home with a cold. I mean, it was just one sneeze, but it goes to show you how immune suppressive things can uh, things can get when you're exposed to mold. Last but not the least is stage six, which is Marcon. So you you've been living in this moldy environment. You're you're breathing in. Uh, all of these toxins, and uh, what ends up happening is there is uh, a pretty uh, serious overgrowth of uh, coagulase-negative staph bacteria. And um, MARCON stands for Multiple Antibiotic-Resistant Coagulase-Negative Staph. Uh, many people must have heard about MRSA, uh, and why MRSA is, uh, you know, people get anxiety. Even, even doctors get anxiety when they hear, oh, my God, it's MRSA. That's because it's resistant staph to one antibiotic. It's, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's methicillin resistant staph. Here, it's almost like MRSA on steroids. You know, I, I find staph uh, bacteria which are resistant to like seven, eight, nine antibiotics. So it's uh, not that hard to imagine just how strong these bacteria are, Karen. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and uh, help you learn what you can do about all of this, how you might be able to find it and treat it. So it's Naturally Recovering Autism, Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We will be right back. And welcome back. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. And I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And we have Dr. Jody Deshore with us. And uh, before the break, we were talking about the last stage, stage six, which is called Marcons, which is an antibiotic resistant uh, uh a staph infection that you can actually get in the nasal passages from the mold biotoxin. So uh, why don't we go ahead and kind of finish up because uh, there's a little bit more to, that you wanted to say about Marcon's. Is that is that right, Dr. Deshore? Uh, yes, Karen, thank you. Yes, that's correct. Uh, one needs to understand that Marcon's are inside, deep inside the sinuses forming biofilm. And as, as we all know, that sinuses are very close to the brain. Uh, children that are already neurologically compromised have compromised blood-brain barriers. So these toxins, the toxins released by the Marcons are able to, uh, able to cross the blood-brain barrier. They can cause differential gene activation in, uh, in, in the people exposed to them. Uh, they, they can release toxins which increase inflammation. And, and unfortunately, uh, brain MRI studies have shown that there are quite a few structural changes that are caused in the brain uh, with exposure to mold. You know, there is, uh, it's very technical, but just, just, to, um, just to make it stand out that areas that are associated with, uh, with behavior, with social, uh, social cognition, with language, with, with word retrieval, with executive function, with decision-making, with concentration, uh, with both sensory and motor language, uh, with, with you know detox pathways from the brain, these are the areas like the amygdala, the cortical gray matter, the pallidum, the ventricles that are damaged as as a result uh, of exposure to water damaged buildings. However, it's important to keep in mind, as I said earlier, this is fully reversible if Dr. Shoemaker's protocol is followed correctly meaning you have a practitioner that not only understands um, 
chronic inflammatory response syndrome, but also understands how to connect it with all of the issues that are seen with autism and Lyme and methylation. And, and, and you know, there is a, a lot of mineral deficiencies. There's magnesium deficiencies, um, a neuronal growth factors. So you need a practitioner that can connect all of these dots. Um, let's, let's dive into, uh, into testing. And uh, Karen, I know that you have uh, lots of resources on your, uh, on your website as, as to uh, what exact lab tests uh, need to be done. But uh, what I'm going to highlight is uh, one needs to obviously test your home or your office or the school or, you know, wherever therapy plays. Um, it, it is a dust sample that has to be taken. Air samples don't work for the people that are genetically susceptible. If you're genetically susceptible, you're not just looking for live spores as the air samples do. You are going to respond to dead spores, to pieces of spores, to to the stalks of the spores. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, an in-depth investigation that has to be done. Uh, so you have to test your, your living space, your environment. Second test would be your sinuses. Your uh, sinuses will require a deep nasal swab, and it has to be sent to a specific uh, specialized lab which analyzes for these multiple antibiotic-resistant staff that we just spoke about, those two. Then there is a, a lab panel, which is you know, uh, now come to be known as a Shoemaker panel. And once again, the exact labs are um, uh, on Dr. Shoemaker's website, survivingmold.com, or on your website, Karen. Uh, I believe that's naturallyrecoveringautism.com, right? Correct. So yeah, so we, we, have, uh, we have to run the Shoemaker panel, which can be run through any national lab. You know, you can do AFCOR, you can do Quest. Uh, there are certain private labs uh, which can look at actual mycotoxins in your body, you know, like, like the, um, for example, the aflatoxin, um, and there are several more. These are uh, slightly expensive or very expensive uh, for some urine tests, which are not always mandatory. Uh, so uh, what other tests? Did I miss anything? So we, we did the sinuses, we did the shoemaker panel. That's about it. Once, once you have tested your environment, your sinuses, your, uh, your blood. Uh, oh, wait, there's one more test. There is the visual contrast sensitivity study. Um, the visual contrast sensitivity test can be done online. It can be Googled online. Uh, there are some free uh, websites available. And the visual contrast test comes with a questionnaire, and it is also 92% accurate. Um, it, it, so it gives a lot of good information to see if there has been any capillary hypoperfusion, if there is any, uh, any kind of visual issues. Uh, many patients report, you know, who've been exposed to water damage building, they report issues like uh, blurred vision, double vision, tunnel vision, uh, lots of pain behind the eyes. Uh, they report migraines, headaches, uh, also trouble with, uh, especially, especially at night. The adults will uh, sometimes report with uh, a lot of issues with night driving and glare. So the visual contrast can be used as, uh, as a, a part of the diagnosis of chronic inflammatory response syndrome, along with monitoring. So all of these labs can be used for monitoring progress as well. Um, 
we can we can briefly touch on um, on the different stages of treatment. Obviously, step one would be you need to remove yourself from ongoing mold exposure. So it's really important to find out, you know, what's going on. That is often the most difficult step because people can't judge. You can't just up and leave your house. So uh, I do believe in supporting families through this. It's not like you have to pack up your bags and leave, you know, and, um, and, and uh, you know, otherwise I won't treat you. So uh, I, I am able to support the families through uh, moving or, or you know, through remediation. And we'll talk more, I guess, right? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and wrap up with uh, giving uh, some of those, uh, you know, some of those links to, to the things that we're talking about here um, to, to give you those solutions that you can utilize at home and on your own. Uh, this is Naturally Recovering Autism at Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And we're talking about the mold biotoxin illness as it relates to autism. And uh, in this segment now, we have Dr. Jody Deshore with us. We're wrapping up, but we want to give you natural treatment methods. It's very important for you to know, you don't want to just go to your regular doctor about this mold biotoxin illness. It is a very different subject than um, just you know mainstream. Um, survivingmold.com is a website that specifies in this bionexushealth.com is Dr. Deshore's website I'm at naturallyrecoveringautism.com and if you go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold I've given a Lyman resource guide there and then I also have other podcasts uh, that you can listen to on mold as well but Dr. Deshore has very recently created a natural treatment method for this that is having great results and that's really important for us as parents with children with autism because they we don't want to have to give our kids antibiotics if we can avoid it. And so having natural methods enables their body to um, to work on whatever issues are going on with them without destroying their good bacteria in their gut, which antibiotics do. So Dr. Deshore, can you give us some information on your your uh, your newer protocols that's going so well with this? Uh, yes, absolutely, Karen. Um, before that, I um, I forgot to mention something that uh, one of the issues that my son had as well was a frequent urination, bedwetting, aggression, anxiety, um, agitation. A lot of these issues are because of the, the Marcons in the sinuses causing all of these structural brain changes and just, just uh, especially the changes in the hypothalamus, which dysregulates the water mechanism or the antidiuretic hormone mechanism um, in, in, in the kidneys. So don't despair. There is definitely answers if, if you go about this step by step. Uh, yes, I, uh, Dr. Shoemaker's protocol is absolutely brilliant, and that can be found on his website. It is, it is a conventional protocol, um, and that can be found on, um, on his website. Now, what I found is, just like you said, most parents with kids with issues want to stick with the natural protocol, as did I. Um, and we have a completely natural, uh, this is very recent. I have, I have been finally able to create um, completely natural options for binders, for, uh, for you know, organ support, 
for treating these uh, multiple antibiotic resistant staph bacteria in the sinuses for bringing inflammation down. Uh, to make a long story short, we can use completely plant-based herbal um, herbal methodologies or homotoxicology. It needs to be a beautiful amalgamation of uh, of uh, many of these natural treatment methods. That and it it really works. You know, we have done before labs and after labs, and, and it, it's been giving us really good results. And so. You, how does one uh, get a hold of these resources? So is it going to bionexushealth.com? Uh, what's the best way for people, once they maybe have the assessments they need, they've tested, they they say, okay, yes, I need this, uh, they could contact you, of course, for that as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. how does one go about getting these, uh, these their herbal protocols, is that correct? That is correct, yes. The, uh, the herbal protocols, will be available on my website soon. And uh, I believe there is going to be a link on your website. I don't have any commercial interest at all. This is only for my patients and, and the patients like for, you know, of uh, my legitimate colleagues that I know are really trying to help people through all of this in, in a natural manner. So obviously uh, all of your people are more than welcome to it as well. So right. um, I'm sure there's there's going to be a link on your website, Karen. So, so so your website and my website would be the best resources. For All right, and I look forward to that. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I could go on forever with this. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Shore, so much for being here. And we will have those links uh, on our websites uh, as well as soon as they are available, so you can look for them. Uh, again, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold. You'll find that. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Naturally Recovering Autism, Bold Brave Media, and we'll see you next.